Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for a totally different conversation? What do horses know that we have never considered before? Are you willing to find out? Welcome to Horses Talk We Listen, where we explore a different kind of partnership between horses and people. Brought to you by the worldwide facilitators of Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider. Welcome to the Horses Talk We Listen Blog Talk Radio so relaunch party. That's quite a mouthful. Um, my name's Amanda Holland and uh, my co-host today is the brilliant Simone Padua. And um, basically we are enthusiasts and uh, contributors to this amazing body of work called Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider. And today we have uh, a number of facilitators of Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider, which means they actually travel the world and they run this amazing two-day workshop based on the tools of Access Consciousness. And if you have listened to previous episodes of the radio show, you might know more, or you might be brand new like me and wanting to know everything. So our radio show took a little bit of a break about three months so this is our relaunch party um i guess saying welcome back to everybody and i wonder what we can create today so hi everyone <laughs> hello. hello hello hi so um basically we wanted to open a conversation like um maybe rolling to the beginning i mean this show is called horses talk we listen and one of the things one of the quotes um that i love by gary douglas who is the founder of access consciousness and conscious horse conscious rider is everything i know i learned from a horse and it's one of those quotes that you can kind of choose to disregard but if you look at it closer there's a lot in there so i was really hoping that today we be able to have some in the bedroom. stories and someone's in the bedroom. <laughs> Someone needs to go on mute. <laughs> um, that we can have some great input and stories from our amazing um, facilitators who've had experiences um, actually listening, talking with, being with horses in, um, you know, in life and with Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider. So, um, Simone, I've done all the talking. Would you like to <laughs> introduce yourself? Yeah, my something? name is um, Simone Padur, and um, I'm, I have been riding since I was a kid. And um, 
and I just, I love contributing to Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider, um, partly because the horses that I ride have been like, hey, 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 you, <laughs> go play with these people. And I'm like, okay, okay, fine. <laughs> so I'm really grateful to be here, and I'm really excited to hear whatever we talk about and and the uh, the tools and stuff that people use. And yeah. Awesome. Amazing. So, um, yeah, I would like to invite, I mean, we've got so many. We've got, um, we've got Aline, we've got Amina, we've got Cassie, we've got Tamara, we've got Connor, and um, we've got some amazing people online who've been um, doing this for a while. So I was wondering um, if someone would like to like to start to start up to invite. I mean, I mean, my question is really. I'm. I've come from a very non-involved horse background. I mean, I did have a horse for a little while when I was a teenager, and I really had no clue what I was doing. So when we're talking about actually listening to horses or listening to them communicate with us, like, what is that? What What do they even contribute? I mean, is that even real? How do we actually even start? And um, I would love some input from that. Amina, you're you're off mute. Are you available to contribute? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like um our animals are always communicating with us, I guess. Um horses speak, they don't speak English. They speak energetically. And they are talking to us all the time. They telepathically are communicating with you all the time and sometimes we're just not aware of how that's showing up or what that looks like or we get lots of people in class going i don't know <laughs> you ask a question and it's like you do know you we know it's it's are you aware of it or not so energetically and that's part of what conscious horse conscious rider does is it opens you up energetically and um shows you what you know you already know this stuff so for you Armina, like what what sort of started you tap is this something you always could do or is something you always had a sense of or um for me i grew up on horses like i've been on a horse before i could walk i my parents threw me in a backpack and <laughs> like one of the big the kids backpack things that they haul your kids around in and I was on horse going overnight with my parents and it was just and it was somewhere that I enjoyed being was with my horses and going for week-long trail rides with my parents like how lucky am I to, <laughs> to have chosen parents like that that oh you want to just during our summer holidays that's what I did I rode my horse to the lake for the whole day and went swimming and we were, grew up riding Shetland ponies and they're not always the kindest no. <laughs> <laughs> they'd rather have you on the ground and the only time they ever galloped was going home so <laughs> we would like kick and kick to get them as far away from home as possible and and then be able to run as fast as we could <laughs> to go home <laughs> and that was always the funnest part uh, oh like you're on mute there Arlene 
or for some reason we can't hear you. No, I think it was probably because I was talking. We were overlapping. No, she's. There you go. Yeah. Nothing. We're listening, but we can't hear her. <laughs> so I can I can hear her. Okay, Kathy. Yeah, I think very much as as um, Armenia said is it's not something that you're aware of when you're growing up. You know, it, you just love being around horses. You love, you know, spending time with horses. That's just what you did. It's a part of your lifestyle. And, you know, you don't think that you're anything special. You, just because you're around horses. And I think, as for me, it wasn't until I went to a conscious horse, conscious rider clinic that I went, Oh, now I get what all of this was. Now I now I understand why things are different. I now understand why I wanted to do things different because energetically I was communicating with a horse and I didn't even know it. Right. So, you know, for anybody who who want who loves horses or you know likes to see them, you. Everybody has the ability to be able to speak to horses energetically. And coming to a clinic just gives you that, the tools to be able to do it. And how cool is that, that you can use those tools not only with working with horses, but every other part of your life. Cool. And it was cool. Yeah. It's the relationship that I have with my animals. That's cool. It's, yeah. I loved being around them. Now it's just like, having that extra communication and that ability, it's changed everything. Cool. Yeah. I think for one thing that you guys said at the beginning about listening to horses, one thing that I realized through the years, and I was very much like the other days, I've been on horses all my life um, and competed. Like when I started, when I was three years old, I started to compete. But was, I think when you get around horses for different people, there's either some fear that comes up or we get in our head. And one of the things I realized with myself when I started to compete more and I was competing more in, uh, throughout Canada and the United States and that was the more I was in a competition mode, the more I was started, I actually shut off that telepathic almost communication I heard we had with the horse. It wasn't shut off, it was, I was in my head. So the more I was in my head, the less I actually could hear what the horse was like communicating to me and like um, as been said, the horses never stop communicating energetically. It's actually us that actually stops receiving from the horse. So for me, that was a huge going, wow, okay. Um, uh, it was a big aha because I realized how many times I've had my, I was disconnected. And now it's just having the tools to be more aware of that it's just like a totally different dynamic I have with it, with animals in general. Because the tools we talk about in Contour's Contour Rider is just not just with horses. It's one thing about horses is that usually around horses, there's cats and there's dogs and there's chickens and all sorts of things. So when we do do a class, you suddenly see that a lot of animals come out of the woodwork to come play with you and you'll have the cat hanging around your feet or the dog poking through or the, you know, the uh, goats wanting to walk over, right? Parents and birds show up and 
the Alaska one. <laughs> what showed up there? A parrot. Oh, really? Oh, wow. He wanted his name changed. <laughs> so he, he brought himself to class. <laughs> I love what you just said. Is It happens a lot. Is actually one of the things when you listen to the animal, the horse, they'll tell you if they like their name. And so just like what you just said with the, the parrot, is that lots of times the animal, the horse doesn't like their name, and you can um, kind of tap into the name that the horse wants to be called or they'll tell you based on some of the behavior that or not behavior but some of what they start to show you all of a sudden a name will pop in your head and you'll ask the animal or the horse and all and like we had an example where this horse was totally didn't have the right name and what um and once we kind of worked with the horse that horse grew two inches and all of a sudden we actually started to call this horse sir and he wanted to be called sir and we all have these kind of flashbacks that this horse must have been like maybe another lifetime's royalty horse that held, you know actually um held kings and you know queen like actually was like the the top of the fleet sort of thing if you want to say it or the herd like a regal yes very thank you that's the word <laughs> So I'm curious with like, cause it's conscious horse, conscious rider. Like what have you found with, with people that are riders that, um, how has it changed for them? Cause I know, it, I know it can be applied to like all walks of life, these tools and it's amazing. And I'm, I'm also really curious as a rider, like what, what changes for people? Like what have you noticed in your clinics or talking to people or? It is so cool. Um, you have people that have been riding all their life and they get on the horse and they start using these tools and start doing that. Like something as simple as the energy pull and then riding in your horse's zone. They're like, it just is like layers of just peace come over them. Like, holy smokes. And I'm like, is it different? And they're like, ah! It is so different riding in your horse's zone and pulling energy and receiving from your horse. It's magic. It's, and it's something that's been there the whole time. So it's pretty cool. That's really cool. One thing I just is so different about this conversation is that it's really, um, you know, it's really, I mean, you're talking about like horses that want to change their names that have particular like um, things they desire to have in their lives. And that's a really, a really different approach. I mean, when I was growing up and learning horse riding, it, was, it had nothing to do with the point of view or an opinion or a desire or something that they, that they actually wanted that was different. We were just like putting all this um, on them. So this really is talking about really different kind of relationship um so i'm wondering how do you how would you start this you know um i'm actually yeah i'm really interested in like if say i'm coming to a class and i have i have no idea and i have this idea that animals are just animals they don't have a have a point of view how would i how would i even start to like open up to that or, or do something with that maybe there's is there a facilitator on here who may have had a similar experience or has had someone in their class who is very much coming from that angle well i think i think for me 
um, the biggest thing is, is that for anybody new that is coming, the cool part about it is that horses and animals have no judgment. Yet, we have an incredible amount of judgment as humans about ourselves, how we're going to interact. So if you're just a first-time participant thinking about coming or wanting to come, just step back and, and, and listen to all of that, all that conversation going on in your head. You want to do it, but what is the conversation? Oh, I don't know enough. I, you know, I'm really stupid. I've never been around horses. So all of that is all that judgment that you bring up. The cool part about when you actually get to class is that horses don't have judgment. So to be in that environment where there is no judgment gives you a whole different point of view about how you can interact in your own life and interact with other people because there isn't too many places that we have where there's no point of view or if there isn't judgment being thrown at you, whether it's yourself or somebody else or the media. So that's probably the most incredible thing about a conscious horse, conscious rider is the no judgment from your, from the horses and interaction. So anything that you have going on, that's your own judgment with yourself. So that's the great thing about the conscious horse, conscious rider is being able to come through and say, wow, this is what it feels like not to have judgment thrown at me. Oh, wow. And that's, that's so different um, for people from the, you know, I guess the quote unquote horse world as well, because that's just, that is steeped in a lot of judgment and rights and wrongs and what you should and shouldn't do and be uh, with a horse. So, I mean, for horse people or not horse people, people who have had a lot of experience with animals and people who have shied away from animals their entire life, that is a massive um, point of difference. So I think it what brings that makes me think about that is sometimes we have these point of views and they're not even ours, meaning like we have we might have even had parents that had the had a fear like our mom could have had a fear of the horse and we've never maybe asked what like where is this coming from, um, who knows our mom could have had you know been you know rode a horse when she was young and got hurt or something like that. And so everything that your parents were is like, oh, you don't go near those, you know, be careful around those horses, don't go near them, they like kick and stuff like that. And so suddenly we're like, whoa, we have, all, we have this, um, you know, this point of view about an animal or how they're going to act or how we're going to act with them. And we suddenly realize it's not even, that doesn't even belong to us, it has nothing to do with it. But all I would say is if you have this pull to come be around the horse, chances are there's something there to explore and something that you're aware of that maybe you haven't actually um, vocalized to yourself or uh, you actually, and, and what a greater place to do is, you know, this is what one of the great things about the Conscious Horse Conscious Ride. There is no prerequisite. All you have to do is if you, you have an interest to be around a horse, you want to be around a horse, or even if you're a competitor, you know, whether you ride Western or English or, you know, you're into racing, doesn't matter. There's something there for everybody. I like always, because if somebody asks, 
what is the Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider clinic about. It's just like, I'm sure the other facilitators on here go, we just draw blanks because so much shows up in class. What is Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider about? It's about everything. It's about it's about everything, receiving everything. It's about your animals. It's about you. It's it's pretty phenomenal. And plus, Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, is kind of into horses, if anybody else has noticed. <laughs> There's something to do with them. So if you want to know you, check out the horses. And there's the, every single tool that we use in this clinic is simple, easy. Sometimes it's almost too easy. It trips people up. <laughs> so I would, I like, I love listening to your stories and like the, I mean, they just make me want to go to all the classes when I hear your stories. So um, I'd love to, I'd love to hear more. Like what, like, I know, um, Arlene, you talked about that, that horse growing in stature. What are some of like, um, the, the, because I know there's products, there's processes where you can put your hands on the horse and actually facilitate a change, whether it's health or maybe it's a confirmation thing, or I'd, I'd love to hear some of those stories and just, because I know that's such a big thing for horse owners, like when their horse gets sick, it's like their kid getting sick, you know? Yeah, we've watched horses' bodies changed in minutes, overnight. It's it's amazing, and you're working energetically with them, so it changes. You're changing them energetically. That's very cool. And the owners kind of change too a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> I think um, some of the things that I've seen, okay, so when you said the owners change, one of the things is that we see a behavior, like, so you talked about wellness, or there's lots of things that when you have a conversation with a horse person, they'll go, well, my horse, um, you know, structurally, there's, you know, whether it's their canter or their gap, you know, there's something off there based on their, the owner's point of view. Or it could be a behavior like, you know, my horse is biting or like, you know, um, nipping at somebody and that's really, well, what I found is just talking sometimes to the owner. So we've done two things where we've had the owner there with their horse and they actually will communicate what's going on with the horse. So the projection that we have on the animal, just doing what we use verbal processing, one of the tools we use in, in, in access consciousness, using asking questions to the owner about the situation and clearing as we clear the energy. So as you ask a question, the energy comes up um, about the horse telling the story, of, the owner telling the horse of the story. It would be nice to hear the horse's story of the owner, but <laughs> that we haven't heard that one yet, but we'll see maybe. Um, horses don't lie. They'll tell you the truth. <laughs> That's right. When the owner tells the story, you can actually, br that brings up an energy, and then we clear it. And just by having a conversation, that actually, that can have a dramatic impact on the horse, and the horse's behavior suddenly changes. Or we can work direct, so we can work with the, ho uh, with the owner, related to the horse, or we can work directly on the horse themselves with different body processes. And um, like we were saying, the structural, like we were working with a whole bunch of brood mares that are just basically, you know, um, bred, just used for breeding. 
Um, and where we live, like we said, it can happen quick. We had results like, like the whole back end suddenly shifted where she knew she had an opportunity to have a new job, that her job wasn't just to breathe, that she, because she had been retired broodmare. And so working with her structure, we were able to give her that uh, option to choose something different. And all of a sudden her whole body changed. Um, then through, you get a manual through the class and through it, you have different types of processes where you can like say we have this one process around the immune system. So when the horse is out in the field or at a competition, chances are there could, you know, there could be something that the horse maybe catches something that affects the immune system or there's something in the feed. Those, we go through those processes that you can take away and right, you can tune into what your animal needs and it doesn't have just relate to horses. It can relate to any animal. Plus, these are the same similar processes we use on our own body, and you can literally see some changes. So that just kind of gave. I didn't say specific. I don't know. There are some other facilitators on. I don't know if anybody else, other than a few of us that are keep jumping in, want to chime <laughs> chime in. We'd great to hear everybody. Well, I'm just wondering if there's anybody on, because um, there's some people on here that aren't facilitators. Do you guys have any questions that you'd like to ask? The, the conscious horse conscious rider facilitators that we have on here um i mean i always have lots of questions <laughs> nobody has questions but, but i'd love to hear if you have something um and if you you if you're talking and you're feeling like you're we're ignoring you it's probably because you're on mute so so just check that anyone well, I've got one about bone density, if nobody has a question. <laughs> um, so bone density. So this is when you're talking about structural stuff. One of the conversations that, um, I had with the guy that I hacked out with this morning was like, we were talking about horses that would love to do a certain job. Let's say they would love to event or they'd love to jump or they'd love to do a sport that is fairly intense and they're owner or whoever has them is worried about letting them compete to that degree because they're worried about the structure of the horse and whether the, the structure of the horse can handle it. And I'm just curious. Did they ask the horse? No, no, this is, this guy is not somebody that would necessarily ask the horse. You can ask the horse. Yep. It's pretty cool because we're working with energy, right? So we've worked on horses that are like 500 kilometers away. Um, we've brought them into the classes. Well, the parrot came in energetically to the class. Like, and it, that's the cool thing. You can leave your horse at home and still bring them there. So, you know, you can ask them, Simone. Cool, I will. <laughs> and sometimes it's just an interesting point of view. like. Horse owners usually put so much value and um, just a big value on what their vets tell them, and really, what is true? Like, is it true? Is it really laminitis? Is it really arthritis that you're that's showing up in your horse, or is it something else? Cool. Well, and the other thing that happens, and you know, we talked a little bit about judgment. It is really the judgment of the horse owner against the horse. 
maybe the horse is able to do much more than what the horse owner believes. You know, um, we had we worked with this one mare who was a brood mare for 15 years. Every year, that's exactly what she did was produce a baby, and her whole body changed to accommodate that. And after working on her, um, it changed. She straightened up, her legs straightened out. She was no longer, you know, uh, tight in the back end. Uh, all of her muscles underneath started to relax. I mean, she actually physically changed her whole back end after we worked on her. So, and we had no point of view, but the owner, had an incredible point of view about what this horse was capable of. So again, very much as what was just said, have you asked the horse, what does the horse want? Can the horse do it? They're pretty vocal if you're, if you want to listen to them. This is true. <laughs> hey, Connor, we can see you. Hey, hey, <laughs> thanks for waiting for me. I had like F-22 fighter jets doing circles over me and I thought for sure I could just step outside, but not the case. Um, I love the conversation though. I actually had last weekend a Conscious Horse Crunch Rider taster in Melbourne or outside of Melbourne rather. And on the lines of what you guys are talking about, I love working in a manner of like people that are either horse people or not people, horse people, but anybody, you can use sort of the relationship, if you want to call it that, to um, change the way people function in that so many people are in the conclusion. You guys are talking about like not being in conclusion as to how things have to be and this is how it's got to go and so on and so forth. Like uh, I had a girl in my class that was, she brought her horses, not knowing any clue what the heck was going on. Um, and was just like, well, this bigger horse that I love, I've got to get rid of him because I don't have the money. And I was like, well, what if that wasn't the case, right? Like not so many people haven't even learned the question, what else is possible? Um, to actually, and then to even ask the horse to contribute to her financially. And she's just like, what, you know? <laughs> But at the same time, go, okay, but what if that's possible? Is that something you're willing to allow? Is that something you'd allow show up? She's like, sure, that's easy. I'm like, okay, cool. And even, and as you guys were talking about before with the body processes, I just had, because I could kind of tell with her, like I couldn't, giving her a regular body process, she was kind of like, what? Like a specific one. So instead I'm just like, okay, put your hands on your horse, your favorite horse and ask her body to take whatever she requires from your body and ask your body to give whatever her body asks for your body to give and she goes oh okay and it was just like you could see the you could perceive the shift in energy go from oh okay that's easy and then the horse is like oh, okay now i'm relaxed and i'm just like okay now you can do that every time you're riding so really and it's really fun to see at least the horse people go okay that's something i can do you know and even be like well i don't know if this is going to work because that's how i was when i first started access was like okay but that's easy <laughs> enough i'll just ask and see what happens um so i really love watching people get out of the conclusion of the way they think things have to go which 
in the name of conscious horse and conscious rider gets you to be a better rider. Mm -hmm. And they actually start receiving from their horses. Like you could be a horse person for years and not know that, that your horses are gifting to you all the time. Yeah. I love where this conversation is going, guys. Um, so like just talking about the contribution that horses are willing to be like, if you ask your horse, you know, is it willing to actually create money? Is it willing to contribute to you and your life? Um, and one of the things I know that Gary Douglas says a lot is, you know, horses are our helpmates. We couldn't have got to where we are today. We couldn't have, you know, colonized or recolonized or traveled, you know, created, um, basically the world we have today without the help of horses they've done so much for us so i'd love to talk um you know explore that even more like what are horses capable of contributing what what uh, do they desire to contribute um what you know what questions can we ask to, to connect with that more thank you amanda that's really great um personally what i've ex like I think we've talked about before, like I'm someone that came to horses and hung out with horses sort of because of the access consciousness. And I mean, I hung out with animals a lot prior to that, but really that's what I see the difference in horses being from most other animals is they're the, all other animals are willing to like receive from you and everything, but horses are really there to go. Like when you ask, they're like, okay, I'm here. Not, maybe not every horse, but at least them more so than any other animal, they're willing to be like, everybody says dog is man's best friend. I really feel more like man is a dog's best friend when the man's being kind, but that's another topic <laughs> in and of itself. Um, but really so much that horses are there if we're willing to receive it, to be of assistance to us as much as they can. Like they're just there and far more so than other animals, any other animal I've seen. Um, so yeah, exactly like you said, whatever, what questions can we ask? Mm -hmm. I mean, and back to the subject of like receiving money from them, it's like uh, my sister who has never been an animal person bought a horse on a whim, like somebody else's horse was like, okay, I'll buy it. And she's like, I have no way of being able to tell anyone or explaining it, but he, I can just tell how much, I think she's got to pay, you know, a couple hundred a month for him or something to take care of him. And she's like, he is contributing so much more than that to my life. So for all the horse people out there, I would say, if you hear this, like, I know your horses are expensive, but would you willing be willing to ask them to contribute financially to you and everything that doesn't allow? Are you sure not great at all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, fuck, all nine shorts, boys and guns. And I say that mostly because that might be one area where will, people are actually willing to ask the question because like, I will lose my horse if I don't have money. Okay. But if I ask my horse to contribute money, maybe that will work. All right. But if you want to keep your horses, ask them. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. I, I just love how we have just a totally different um way of coming in, working with, being with horses, um, with Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider, and with this radio show, like I'm really, um, I'm really looking forward to actually having more of you guys on the show to actually 
break down and talk about these like these things that we might never have considered that we could actually be with horses, that we could create with horses, that horses can contribute, that we can contribute to horses. It's it's a huge uh, it's a huge universe of something that's not really talked about. So um, very very excited. One thing um, I did also want to ask about, which oh my goodness, it went out of my brain. Um, <laughs> oh no! Um, this is—I know it was about energetic contribution. But it's gone. Who wants to contribute? Who got my question? Who stole it out of my brain? Where'd it go? Can you hear me, Amanda? Yes, camera. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, hey, I—I I didn't get your question, but I um. <laughs> the, wanted to say just a couple things here. There's just in the 35 minutes that we've been on this call, every topic can be dug into so much deeper. I mean, there's so many things that, that can be said. I mean, I know that something Armina said about the vets I wanted to touch on. And then I think it was Arlene, um, the body processes. I have a specific story about ailments. Ailments seem to be one of my loves because so much in the traditional world this stuff happens with horses and I had overcome founder with my horse about three years ago so one of the biggest things with conscious horse conscious rider which access is founded on or it's primary tool is asking questions and I think the thing that helped us get through it and now we're thriving we're doing distance riding and, and, and all kinds of stuff is simply asking your horse a question like down to body, um, do you want to be here? Do you want to leave uh, supplements? Um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But my point is, with ailments or any type of, um, even with people, obviously, but asking the horse a question, like you said, Armina, they know and they will tell you if you're willing to ask. And is it theirs? Oh yeah, tons of questions. <laughs> Well, and I wonder too, like, does anybody have any stories? Um, like I remember this one woman that I worked with who this was years ago, um, her horse had all kinds of things going on. And it wasn't until, you know, a year later that we found out that she was the one that was really sick and her horse was like, hello, hello, <laughs> listen. Um, do you guys have any stories about that or? Um, we've got, we've, lots of times horses are healers. And um, like people are are healers, horses can also be healers. So if you don't acknowledge your horse as a healer, uh, it'll it's an interesting relationship. And lots of times the owners are also healers that aren't acknowledging their potency. Um, and also, I've found owners limit use their animals to limit that their own capacities just to, so they can have, like, if they have this huge capacity with animals, but they've got this dirty little secret in the barn that their animals suffering from arthritis, like, they are stopping themselves from actually choosing it. And mm -hmm. it's interesting. We're cute. <laughs> <laughs> now we are. <laughs> I was thinking about this one, um, actually, this, this two different scenarios. One was this uh, couple had 
we're talking about or we're talking about their horse and the behavior issues that suddenly come up. And it wasn't until we actually were they were willing to talk about her having cancer, um, the wife, that we actually realized exactly what we were what was just talking about was how the horse was trying to get them to talk about it and was very agitated that they were trying to keep it the dirty little secret and you know sort of keep it out of the conversation because they hadn't really told anybody else it was just between themselves and the horse when they kind of tracked back when the horse's behavior started was actually when she found out from her doctor so mm -hmm. the horse perceived this and once they started to have the conversation and we brought that in, uh, up around, you know, cancer and asking the wife what she was dying to get out of and processes we use in access and that. Um, you could literally feel like the horse take a big sigh and just like totally relax. So that was one situation there. The other one was where the horse was, they had all this projection on the horse and it actually the couple, one of this couple, the wife, no, the husband actually wanted a divorce and this conversation wasn't brought up yet between them. And the horse perceived the relationship between the two of them, yet, the, and he was, this, this, it was, it was, yeah, it was a gelding, and it started to act up, and it, and we kept, like, we were kind of, as we were asking questions, we were asking all sorts of questions, well, could it be this, like, and we, we were aware there was something off, and, and it wasn't until <laughs> admitted that he was actually wanting to divorce. And then the horse actually, again, it was just like this big sigh. So what tends to kind of happen is like you, you don't want to never take the role of being a counselor. But asking the question brings up these, these energies that we're all aware they're there, but whether we're willing to actually talk to them or actually start to work on clearing them, animals, all animals are very aware of these, these energies going on. So... Yeah, that reminds me about uh, a young girl that we had at one of our clinics, and she really wanted to be a horse person, um, cleaning the barns, always doing everything, and and she did have a horse. Her parents bought her a horse, um, but she didn't want to partake in competition. I think he was a team roper, and he wanted her to be a team roper with him, and the pressure of the whole everything um, about her not wanting to be a team roper. So the horse stepped in and she couldn't ride the horse. She kept getting bucked off. The horse kept running, uh, escaping from the barn, from the corral. Um, I mean, everything. And finally the mom said, stepped in and said, you know, I can't have my daughter hurt. This horse is gonna hurt her. So therefore she can't compete in this competition with you. And so the daughter was just tickled pink because she didn't have to say anything. So it's amazing. And I mean, that was not even something that we we went down the road thinking because the daughter was horse crazy. So for her to, you know, not want, and she talked about loving, roping with her dad and everything. So the horse stepping in and helping change the situation, amazing so again just being able to listen and that's the cool part about you know horses is just you really learn how to just be and listen hmm. 
and it's a cool experience. That's super cool. Lots of times I feel like I'm facilitating the people to become more horses, more like horses. people in society with horses or especially in traditional horsemanship I mean that's a big deal just being with and listening to I mean it seems so simple to us that have been doing it and in access but that's a it creates so much mm. yeah yeah the that's thing a- that comes up for that is uh, is horses actually teach you also how to be receive from the land um <laughs> That is one of the body processes we actually, we, you know, we do with horses, restoration of communion. Um, but it's actually pulling the energy up from the land through the horse, through the body, you know. Um, but one of the things that I never realized was how connected I was through the, to the land, to the earth, through my horse. And, um, and now it's being able to actually receive, not only from, the, from your horse, but being able to receive from the land. And the land wants to, the land is always gifting. The land doesn't like, as animals are always gifting, they don't turn it off. It's like, oh no, you're kind of being a grump today, so I'm not gifting to you. <laughs> like, that's not how the, you know, thank God, planet. It's not like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't that's work hard. that way. <laughs> so that's a huge thing. Like when you start to tap into that energy and, you know, where can you receive through your animal, through the land, and how much does the, both of them want to give to you? Whew. A lot. Yeah. And, and everything that is. <laughs> the gazillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, point, black, all nine, church, boys, yeah. Right, Tamara, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to add to that, the conversation and the way that your animals act with you when they, they see and acknowledge or they finally, or you, for me, my horse acted extremely different when he's like, whoa, wait a second, you're listening, you can hear me, you can, like, it's a totally different. You're going to ask me a question? Yeah, it's. Why do I have stuff to tell you? Well, I, I find it really interesting. I've been riding at um, riding stables for probably the last six years or so. So I, I haven't had my own horse for a while. But the horses that I spend time with, and I guess this is the being you changing the world kind of thing. I think there's a guy that wrote a book on it. Um, they change. Like I notice the other horses that I haven't ridden that are not as present. I've noticed some of them and there's this, um, yeah, it's almost like they said, as you say, they wake up and they're like, oh, you listen to me. (laughs) Very cool. That's really cool to see. (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing that, uh, what just made, uh, when you said that, Simone, made me think about the horse may not be present with you. One thing that I think I can probably say for all the facilitators on here or anybody really is that as you're working with horses, horses are very susceptible to entities and potentially demons. And so the horse can possibly not be with you because there's they have some other company in there with with yeah. them. And um, I've we've I mean Kathy and I have both had uh, many many experiences not only clearing the animal of entities but clearing the stables and the arena 
and also like the surrounding um, environments, you know, especially if you're like we were working with at this one arena with the father it actually it was there um his baby was this whole business because he turned it into a business and he passed away and it was left to the the wife and the daughter who the daughter was very passionate and always actually contributed to the business but she just did the writing like she would teach the writing component and now the to make it a business fell on her shoulders and um, she was telling us about all sorts of interesting scenarios that was going on with their land, what would they would have borders, say they're coming and all of a sudden they come and they cancel and, and you know, for whatever reason wouldn't show up to actually fulfill their contract or they had people there that, um, what we found while we were there is, and we actually camped so we could hear the horses at nighttime, um, a lot of the animals yeah, and the, wet, the weird weather too. Like seriously, we had like thunder and lightning and like lightning strikes near the barn. Like it was crazy. And the horses were actually they many of them actually got out of did everything they could to get out of the stables at nighttime or during the day. Long what it was is that the father's energy hadn't left the property, and he was still kind of and the horses perceived that. And we were able to tap into that energy and clear it and clear all the, re and the, the change in the animals, it was phenomenal. Like literally, like we had the one horse, there was a mirror on the wall and he went up after we did the clearing, he looked at the mirror and he shook his head and he looked back in the mirror and he shook his head again and he looked again and then he looked back at us and he's like, it was like he saw himself for the first time. Aww. It was, that was just priceless. So things like that can show up too. Well, and I, I think it's so interesting, too, like it can come in so many different forms, like, you know, like it could be something that's inhabiting the area or the horse's body, or it could be somebody like I, this happened to me a few weeks back where this, the horse and his owner from years back were still very connected. And it, there was some like oath or something that held them together. And once that all sort of unwound, then he could be himself, he was happier, he didn't make grumpy faces at you anymore, you know? Yeah. So many people yeah. make oaths and contracts with their animals and and they usually come back together to live a lifetime together, whether one of them have a body or not. Oh, wow. <laughs> and as a horse owner, sometimes you even know that. Like, even if you're not aware of all the energies or the entities or whatever is around, you know, as a horse owner, you go, okay, something's not right. This just isn't working between us. You know, we've tried and tried and tried. So, you know, on some level, you know, you know what's going on. What's great about going to a conscious horse, conscious rider clinic is that you get the tools to figure out what are those subtleties that are going on that you're not aware of and how can you become more aware of? Yeah, and last year I did a um, class with Hannah um, here in South Africa and um, we were working with some horses and then the owner said she was going to go down and get her mare from one of the bottom paddocks. And we were like kind of all standing around chatting, chatting and then after a while we realized she hadn't come back. So we walked down she said, you know what, this horse just won't let me catch her. And we um, went down to the paddock and the, she actually, the mayor wanted to let us know that there were some entities and stuff hanging out next door. 
because the people next door were having big parties and smoking weed and all kinds of things. So it was really cool that uh, the, the horse actually called us down to the paddock to help. You know, she wanted some help with her paddock and wanted it all cleared. Um, so that was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome story. It's, um, and what I'm really getting as we have this conversation and these amazing stories, thank you so much for sharing, everyone, is that no matter what is showing up, there is always information, there's always tools, there's always questions, there's always a way to actually change something, even if it seems impossible. You just have to maybe be willing to kind of be a little bit weird. Kind of be a bit <laughs> but that's the thing about, you know, that's the thing about horses. Like, you know, we were saying earlier, they don't have a judgment, they're willing to see what is. So they're willing to show you what's going on, whether you think it's, you know, right, wrong, good, bad, weird, proper, impossible, impossible that doesn't really come into a horse's universe. It's just like, hey, this is what's going on. I, you know, you ask me a question, you want to help me or what? <laughs> that's, like, that's the thing with the clinic is it like we don't take away what you have. Like you might have natural horsemanship, you might have corrales, you might have all of this background information. And the cool thing with conscious horse, conscious riders, we're adding more tools into your tool belt. We're not taking anything away from you. We're actually creating more and expanding what you know farther. Yeah, we're definitely like empowering you to know what you already know. And when, as you're talking, I was thinking about it's not even just you and you and the horse. It's also your body. So like we're giving you tools to actually talk to your own body about could be something if you're like competing or if you're like tra on a trail ride and you're, you know, your body's sore, like what can you do to kind of like uh, talk to your own body so that you can have more ease, especially if you're on a trail ride and you have like eight more hours to go and your body's hurting, like what are some of the cool tools you can use to bring more ease so that you actually enjoy the trail ride versus suffering for the next eight hours. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would actually appreciate that. <laughs> Not just when riding horses, like walking up a hill or <laughs> Right, like going hiking or, you know, going you're you're skiing down the hill and you hit a tree or something. <laughs> Body, what else can we choose here? <laughs> One of the things that keeps popping that, you know, sometimes as you have these conversations, you hear like the horses actually talking to you and wanting to, and they are included in this conversation. And one of the things I keep hearing them say, what about the ones of us that actually want new owners? Like, <laughs> and that's what's, that's what's cool when you actually ask questions to the, the horse. And, and this takes a lot of the owner because we do have a lot of points of view about us owning the animal. Um, is asking if it's, if you're not jiving with your horse and you've done everything and you've hired the trainers or you know you spent all this money on feed and supplements and all is is asking the horse like truth do you even want to be do you want me to be your owner do you want to be owned by me and it's interesting that there's a lot of horses that would like different owners so just being open to that yeah they're not like a cat where they can just walk out and find a new one. They might try though. Yeah, they might try. Yeah. Maybe that's the question you should be asking. <laughs> if your horse keeps leaving your 
if you find your fence is broken all the time and your horse is over at the, at the next the neighbors, chances are they're choosing their new owner. <laughs> Not always. They might have a friend over there that they want to hang out with. But <laughs> well, we're nearly at the um at the end of the full hour. I just I would just love to thank all of you so much for coming on, the, the listeners, the facilitators, Simone, for, for making this happen, yeah, the technology, as well as just the enthusiasm side. Um, so, uh, yeah, so welcome to the relaunch of Horses Talk We Listen, and what an amazing conversation. I hope um, all the listeners out there who get to hear this pre-record um, really get a lot out of this. And um, I think we'll be pulling this apart over the months to come and, and really having some really in-depth conversations um, about it. Um, thank you for, for opening the doors to so many places. Um, and thank you all the horses who are contributing to this conversation. Ask your horse, <laughs> Ask your horse if you should take the Conscious Horse Conscious Rider Clinic. <laughs> Great question, Amina. <laughs> and all the ones that are coming up in the next couple months. Yeah. That's right. And you can go yeah. to their website to find out those classes that are coming up. Yep. Yeah. Well, we have ConsciousHorseConsciousRider.com. Uh, we also have um, AccessConsciousness.com uh, is, is being relaunched with a new uh, a microsite for Conscious Horses. There's going to be some cool stuff on there. So... Um, please check it out. And the other thing to remember is that maybe you're not sure about it. There's a lot of intro to con intro classes or taster classes to conscious horse, conscious rider, too, that are happening around the world. So, and if you would like one to happen, all you have to do is connect with the, one of the facilitators and, and, and show your interest. And who knows, they can create with you, whether it's an intro class or a two-day class or whatever you're looking for. Wonderful. Thank you for that. And uh, yeah, so we wonder what else we can invite you to. And uh, is there anyone else who would like to say something, Simone, as we sign off? I'm just so grateful for this conversation. And I'm so looking forward to the radio show and having all kinds of different people and facilitators on to talk about horses and, and everything else that relates. Because as we've talked about today, there's so much. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs up. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Thank you for enjoying today's show. We look forward to being with you next time when horses talk and we listen. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 